In today's solo episode, episode 535, I am talking about the crucial difference between working in your business versus working on your business. If you are a business owner or an aspiring entrepreneur, you are going to want to listen up. My friends, this information is essential. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited about this episode because we are diving deep into the crucial difference between working in your business versus working on your business. Now, have you ever heard that saying, you can't see the forest for the trees? It's an old saying that suggests someone is too involved in the details of a problem to see the situation as a whole. Now, Picture this in the context of a business. If you're always focused on the nitty-gritty tasks that need to be done every day, you might miss out on the broad view of how your business can grow and thrive. This points at a fundamental distinction that every business owner should be aware of. The difference between working in your business and working on your business. And that's what we're going to explore in today's episode. This is a really fun topic and it's incredibly useful. And I'm so excited to get into this topic with you today. So, to begin with, we should get clear on what we are talking about because sometimes it can be confusing knowing what working on your business is versus working in your business. So, let's start with an example to illustrate this point. So, imagine you're a chef and you own a restaurant, and every day you're in the kitchen preparing dishes, seasoning the food, managing the kitchen staff, and ensuring that every plate that leaves your kitchen is perfect. Now, while you're doing this, you are so engrossed in the day-to-day tasks that you might not get a chance to step back and see if your restaurant's marketing is effective, if the interior design is working, or if there's a better way to source ingredients at a lower cost. And you certainly aren't going to be actioning strategies that allow you to expand or open in a new location or start your own line of artisan ingredients. Now, in this scenario, you're spending all your time working in the business. But to truly make your restaurant grow and prosper, you also need to work on your business. Both aspects are essential and they serve different purposes. Now, many entrepreneurs start their journey by wearing multiple hats. I have been there. To continue with our restaurant analogy, they are the chef, the manager, the bookkeeper, the marketer, and the cleaner all rolled into one. However, as the business grows, it becomes more important to zoom out to see the bigger picture and to strategize for the future. 
The difference between being engrossed in everyday tasks versus stepping back to plan for the business's future, well, it can be the make or break factor that leads to a business's long-term success or its eventual downfall. So this is a pretty big deal. So in this episode, we're going to dive deep into these two distinct ways of approaching your business. Now, after listening, you'll be able to tell what activities are working in your business, which activities are working on your business, and whether your balance between the two is optimal, and how to recalibrate if you need to, which, and I'll give you a little spoiler here, usually means finding more time to work on your business. Now, whether you're a newbie entrepreneur or someone who's been in the game for a while, understanding the difference can be a game changer. So let's dig in and get into the good stuff. First of all, working in your business. Working in your business means doing all those tasks that keep things ticking along day to day. Let's run through what these can include. So firstly, day-to-day operations. Now, every business, regardless of its size or industry, has a set of daily routines and operations that keep the wheels turning. If you're a chef, that's cooking meals in the restaurant on a Friday night. If you're a health or life coach, that means seeing clients for calls. If you're a graphic designer, that means sitting at your laptop and designing logos and websites for your customers. The point is, you are right there, in the thick of it, ensuring that the day runs as smoothly as possible. Now, these are usually skill-based tasks, and often these tasks are directly linked to income generation. Now, our second category of activities that are classed as working in your business is putting out fires. I know you can all probably relate to this. Now, these are the urgent tasks that pop up from day to day or sometimes from minute to minute that simply have to be dealt with. They are not necessarily moving the business forward. In fact, more often than not, they're just patching holes or fixing bugs. So for example, if you're an online business, you might wake up and realize that overnight, your website has gone down. This has happened to me. Or your social media account has been hacked. Again, that has happened to me. Or you might have an email from a customer saying that they can't access the program that they've paid for. Again, that has happened to me. Now, all of these tasks involve putting out fires, so to speak, and they all count as working in your business, right? Remember that. Now, our third category of task we're going to call general admin. Now, if you're a chef, every day you're having to do things like put in the order to get more groceries delivered. You're having to call your landlord to get that issue with the plumbing fixed. And you're having to interview more kitchen hands and wait staff. So you've got enough team members to deal with all of your customers. Now, note that none of these are strategic decisions. They're all just linked to the daily running of your business. Now, if you have an online business like I do, your version of this might be sending out invoices or answering emails or paying bills. Now, these things take time and they have to be done, but they're not moving your business forward. They're just ensuring that you keep things running. Now, all of these tasks that we've just identified have two things in common. The first thing, they have a short-term view. Now, everything is closely tied to the present. It's about the now. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, having a short-term view can be incredibly beneficial. 
It ensures that the business is running efficiently today, that customers are happy now, and that any issue cropping up in the immediate future are dealt with swiftly. So they're the short-term tasks. Now, the second thing they have in common is that they're not moving your business forward. None of these tasks involved looking to the future. You're not thinking about growth or strategy. You're not optimizing things. You're basically just keeping things running exactly as they are. Now, I want to reiterate here that none of these things are bad things at all. They are all 100% necessary for every single business on this planet. But if you aren't happy to just run your business and want to also see it grow and thrive and flourish, then you need to not spend all your time doing these tasks. You need to work on your business as well. So let's talk about what that means. Now, working on your business involves three key types of tasks. The first is big picture planning, which is also known as strategic planning. Instead of being bogged down by your daily tasks, when you work on your business, you're looking at the bigger picture. This involves making plans for the future, setting long-term goals, and figuring out strategies to achieve them. This is also where you set the overall vision for your business and plan out your legacy. I love this part of the business. Now, the second type of tasks is business growth tasks. This means thinking about expansion. For a life coach, this might mean exploring a new brand partnership, planning a new product, or writing a proposal to speak at a big conference. And the third type of tasks when it comes to working on your business are improvements and innovations. This is when you take a step back and observe your business from the outside so that you can identify areas that need improvement or innovation. This can lead to refining processes, introducing new technologies, or even changing business models. For a life coach, This might mean identifying ways to improve your onboarding process for new customers or researching some new software that can put a key part of your business on autopilot. Basically, it's all about optimization that moves you forward so it has a lasting impact. Now, all of these tasks have a long-term view. When you're doing them, your focus shifts from what's going on right now to what will benefit your business in the long run. You're guided by questions like, where do I see my business in five years? What resources will I need to get there? What support do I need to call in? The other thing they have in common is that their payoff is exponential. It's so much more than just an hour or two or whatever you put into them. So say you spend a whole day finding and then setting up a new automated onboarding system for your clients. It took you eight hours to do it, but you're going to save yourself an hour or two every week from here on out. That's literally hundreds of hours this year and thousands of hours within a few years. So the payoff of working on your business is exponential. Okay, so you might be wondering, why does this distinction matter so much? Why is it so important to tell the difference between working on your business and working in your business? Well, 
The biggest and most fundamental reason is this. If you're not working on your business, you're not going to grow. Or at least you're certainly not going to grow fast and your business is not going to reach its full potential. So growth is definitely the biggest factor. But there's also other factors too, like avoiding burnout, my friends. Constantly being in the thick of your daily operations can be so exhausting. It's like running on a treadmill. You're moving a lot, but you're not really going anywhere. If you're always putting out fires and never allocating time to strategize and innovate, it can lead to burnout. So taking time to work on the business provides a necessary breather and can reignite your passion and creativity. Another reason is to make sure that your business is adapting to change. Here's the thing about being in business. Markets change. New competitors emerge. Customer preferences evolve. Technology advances, my friends. And if you're too caught up in the daily grind, you might miss these shifts. So working on the business means regularly evaluating the market understanding emerging trends and adapting accordingly. It ensures your business remains relevant and competitive, and it also gives you an edge over others in your field. Another reason to work on your business is so that you are utilizing your unique skills efficiently. Now, as we've discussed, when you're starting out, business owners often wear many hats. I have been there. But as the business grows, it's simply not efficient for the owner to handle everything themselves. Now, imagine for a moment if Steve Jobs had been trying to send out invoices and write all of the website copy himself, while also envisioning the next Apple product. Or imagine if Oprah Winfrey was spending hours each week managing all of her social media accounts, doing bookkeeping and updating her website plugins when instead she could be planning out her next record-breaking TV show or a worldwide stadium tour. You can see that it simply does not make sense. And at a certain point, the same will be true for you in your business. And perhaps it already is. For me, I know that my time is not well spent on tech stuff. Sure, If I sit down or if I maybe watch a YouTube tutorial, I can figure out how to do some basic coding. And I certainly did do most of it in the early days of my business, but it is not my zone of genius. I don't love it and I don't particularly enjoy spending my time there. But if instead I took the three hours it took me to do that and spent that time planning out my next program or brainstorming my next book outline, that three-hour period could ultimately be responsible for earning me tens of thousands of dollars or more in the long run. Meanwhile, I can pay someone a few hours of work to do that tech stuff for me. When you weigh things up like that, it becomes a no-brainer. Now, the truth is, as a business owner, there are some things that only you can do. And if you want maximum growth, you should be working towards spending as much of your time as possible playing in your zone of genius 
doing the stuff that only you can do in your business. So those are some really big reasons why it's important to understand the distinction between working in your business and working on your business. They're not the only ones, of course, but there's some pretty big important ones. So we know why it's important to be able to tell the difference. Now I want to share with you the crucial bit, how to find the balance between the two that is right for you and your business. So in case you've been listening so far and you're thinking, well, obviously working in your business is bad and working on your business is good, let me be clear, that is not the case, my friend. It's not about completely ignoring one for the other. Both approaches have their value. And in the initial stages of your business, business owners often need to be very involved in daily operations. So the right option for you and your budget and your time might be to spend 90% of your time in your business and 10% on it. But as your business matures, it's essential to make the transition and dedicate more time to working on the business, focusing on strategic growth and long-term success. So the ratio will shift. Big CEOs and visionaries might spend the vast majority of their time in this on-the-business mode. As for you, I want you to think about creating a balanced business ecosystem. This means doing both kinds of work, in and on. The truth is, most businesses thrive when there is a balanced ecosystem where both immediate tasks and long-term planning are given equal importance. This balance creates a responsive business environment where day-to-day tasks are managed really, really well. And the business also evolves in line with market trends and opportunities. Really, it's a holistic approach. And you know I'm all about doing things holistically. Basically, balancing the two ensures that your business is not only successful in the short term, but also poised for growth and success in the long term. It is a win-win. That's the sweet spot. That's what we want. The tricky part for most entrepreneurs is finding the time to work on their business. My hand is raised right now. So transitioning into more of this leadership role can be tough for some. So if you're thinking right now, sure, Melissa, that all sounds great, but how do I start working on my business when I'm absolutely run off my feet working in my business? Then listen up because this is for you, my friend. I'm going to share with you some ways to start making the shift from being entirely in your business to working on it too. The first is to delegate. I know it's a big, scary word for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it is essential. If you don't have any team members or support around you and you are literally doing everything in your business, finding the time to step out of daily operations can be challenging. So this might be a sign from the universe that it's time to make your first hire. I remember my first hire. It was so exciting. Now, this could be hiring a virtual assistant for a few hours a week or a graphic designer or a web developer or a copywriter or anything that allows you to have a few hours with your CEO hat on and in your zone of genius. We want you to stay there 
as much as possible. And if you already have a team and you're still struggling to find time to work on your business, it might be a sign that you either need to start delegating more tasks to them or else perhaps it could be about learning to let go of the reins a bit and start trusting that your team can handle certain tasks. This is so big for entrepreneurs, but when we let go and we hand things over, often we will be pleasantly surprised, okay? They will handle it. Teach them well, teach them once really well, and they will handle it. Now, the second way you can reclaim time for this purpose is to use technology. Okay, so let's be real for a moment. There is no better time in the history of the world to be a business owner right now. There are so many tools and technologies out there that can automate tasks for you, or at the very least, reduce the time it takes to complete them which is awesome if you need to find a few more hours each week to do some big picture planning for your business. Business owners 20, 50, 100 years ago had to do so much stuff manually. Like my dad is still manually doing all of his invoicing. I mean, I've told him, I have shared with him, I've taught him how to do it, but not interested. Now we don't have to do that. It's about working smarter. And it can really help you buy back a lot of your time so that you can put your CEO hat on more. So for example, if you are still manually booking client calls into your calendar, get yourself some scheduling software. There are so many out there. Do a little search, find one that works for you, but get yourself some scheduling software. You do not need to be doing that. You do not need to be doing that, my friend. And if you're still manually sending out onboarding emails to your new clients, set up software that does it for you automatically. Things like Kajabi, ActiveCampaign, and ConvertKit will all do this for you. And if you are still tracking your billable hours in a spreadsheet, get yourself some time tracking software that will do that for you. NoCo is a great one if you are a solopreneur. But my team have just started using ClickUp and you can track in there and we are loving it. It is so good. If you haven't heard of it or used it, check out ClickUp. It is awesome. And if you are still manually whipping up invoices and manually sending out reminders, get bookkeeping software that does this for you automatically like Xero or QuickBooks. My friend, you do not need to be doing that stuff. Set up software to do that so that you can put on your CEO hat and stay in your zone of genius. Now, honestly, I could go on and on here because there are so many technology options out there that can help you claw back 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And over the course of a whole week, you can seriously be reclaiming hours of your time that you can put toward working on your business and creating your vision. How amazing is that, right? Now, the third way to make sure you're getting time on your business is to use the principles of priority planning. Now, I've talked about priority planning on the podcast before, so I won't go into it too much here, but essentially, it means putting the most important tasks and activities in your calendar first, not waiting until your calendar has filled up with a bunch of other stuff and trying to then squeeze those in. 
And if you want a full rundown on how to use this scheduling principle, check out my book, Time Magic, which I wrote with Nick, because we go into depth on priority planning and how to do it. So here's what I want you to do. At the start of your week, when you are planning out your week, or ideally on the Friday before when you're planning out for the following week, find a slot or a few slots in your schedule where you're going to work on your business. Now block those into your calendar now. Put them in because if you don't put them in, it won't happen and honor them when the time comes. Treat that time as special. It's your CEO time. It's your big vision time. It's your time to make meaningful movements towards realizing your business dreams. Now, honestly, they are always my favorite work sessions of the week. So use them well and use them wisely and enjoy them. Put on your CEO hat and enjoy being in your zone of genius and working on your magical, beautiful, brilliant business. So this brings us nearly to the end of this episode. So I want to recap what we have covered because it's certainly been a big deep dive today. So we have learned that working in your business means doing things like daily operations, putting out fires and general admin. These things all tend to have short-term view and they don't tend to move your business forward. Rather, they help you keep it ticking over. Okay, so by comparison, working on your business means doing things like big picture planning, also known as strategic planning, business growth tasks, and looking at improvements and innovations, those sorts of things. Now, these kinds of tasks all take a long-term view and help to grow your business. And this is what we want. We want growth. We want more profits. This is what we want in our business. And they all pay off exponentially. Now, as well as driving growth, having a balance between the two means that you can avoid burnout, adapt to change, and use your skills more effectively. And finally, most business owners spend all their time in their businesses and struggle to find time to work on their business. And if that is you, some powerful techniques to try include delegation, using technology, and priority planning. Okay, try these things. So there you have it. The crucial difference between working in your business versus working on your business. Remember, this is not about going all in on one end or the other. It's about finding balance. It's about understanding where our time and energy go and ensuring that we're not just caught up in the whirlwind of daily tasks, but also making strides towards our broader vision and dreams. And here's a little nugget of truth. Finding the right balance for you and carving out the time to do it can transform your business in ways you never imagined. Truly, it can be the key to unlocking the growth, results, and momentum that you've always craved on your entrepreneurial journey, but that have felt so far out of reach. So I am so excited for you to give all of these strategies a try. Now, if you loved this episode and if you got a lot out of it, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then come over to Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini And tell me what you got from this episode. 
I would really love to hear about your business. I would love to hear how much you're working on it, how much you're working in it. Please come and share. I would love to hear from you. And I just wanted to also say that wherever you are at on your business and entrepreneurial journey, just know that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And it's very easy to look at everybody else and think, I want to be where he or she is. But just trust the process. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Have that balance between working on and in your business and keep moving forward. You got this. You are amazing and your business matters and you matter. So come and share your biggest key takeaways with me and just remember that you and your business and your vision matter. Okay. So thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up today and for being the best, most powerful, happiest version of yourself and for just doing the work. You're amazing. The fact that you press play on this shows me that you love your business and that you want to do more and be more. So you're incredible. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.